Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Welcome to Gun Sports Radio, all about shooting, hunting, and self-defense. Now, here are your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Pelkey, and Michael Schwartz. Hey, welcome to Gun Sports Radio. We are FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer, and we want to thank Gun Sports Radio. You guys got to go to gunsportsradio.com. Check us out. Go to Facebook, Gun Sports Radio. Check us out. Check us out. Send us questions. Maybe you got, because, you know, we're going to stump the gun guy here in the afternoon. You can possibly win a really cool shirt from San Diego County Gun Owners. And uh, I want to thank uh, Mr. Schwartz. He was nice enough to throw a hat and a couple shirts at me. And, ooh, I love nice. It. Somebody's got to I you. love that. And that shirt will be worn at my press event. Uh, Gun Range San Diego, we won't, couldn't do anything without him. 7853 Balboa Avenue, 10 to 10, seven days a week. Go to www.thegunrangesandiego. That's the Gun Range San Diego for all of your training, gun needs, want to get a CCW, uh, take classes. Maybe they've got a huge library. You can shoot, you know, you can shoot like crazy. You know, 25 ranges, you know, plenty of time. Tons of fun. Bring your friends. Bring your co-workers. You can do it as a morale booster. That is thegunrangesandiego.com, thegunrangesandiego.com. And if you're into hunting, Trident Gunsmithing, they've done a complete remodel of the building. You need to take a run up there and check it out. They've got all kinds of new targets and, you know, the hunting season. I'm not quite sure whether it's in or out. But all you need to do is go to these guys and check them out. They're uh, ex-military, super neat guys. Juan is the best. TridentGunsmithing.com. Go to TridentGunsmithing.com. All right, kids. Let's kick it. Well, we have a very cool guest um, speaker uh, on the line here. He's, his name's Morgan Ballas. He's a founding board member of uh, San Diego County Gun Owners. Yay. Fantastic guy. He's... Uh, uh, the founder of Defensive Tactics and Firearms up in Fallbrook, and he's doing a seminar called Beyond Run, Hide, and Fight. And this is actually up in San Bernardino, but I wanted to have him on this week and talk a little bit about it. Morgan, are you there? Hey, Michael, how are you? Good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. So, Thank you so much for being on. Thank you uh, for everyone there for what you guys do. We really appreciate it. Um, everything you do for the Second Amendment here in California and San Diego County. Well, thank you very much. Now, tell everybody a little bit about, uh, before we get into the seminar, tell everybody a little bit about uh, Defensive Tactics and Firearms, the, the uh, company that you run. Yeah, so um, I started my company. I was still active duty in the Marines, and um, I started my company because I was disappointed in the training that I was getting or that was available in terms of the legal aspects of armed self-defense. So I decided, you know what, this is way too important um, not to have quality training out there. So I started a training company focused on those legal aspects. And our motto is learn the laws, win the fight. Legal um, aspects. Started, like, give us an example. What, what do you mean by the legal aspects? 
Yeah, so the legal aspects uh, of really anything firearms related, but more specific to self-defense um, and self-defense aftermath. Uh, so, for example, one, how do you prevent or avoid uh, being arrested in terms of um, firearms uh, or after a self-defense scenario? What should you do in terms of a 911 call? How should you interact with law enforcement on the back end? And then most importantly, how do you articulate your use of force? How do you explain that you are justified, that there is a reasonable fear um, in terms of uh, life or great bodily harm to yourself or someone else? Yeah, and that increasingly more and more important. I mean, it was important before uh, San Diego started issuing CCWs, but increasingly more and more important. I, I firmly believe that, uh, um, you know, the California gun laws are a bunch of bear traps. Um, and not knowing the law is what is what really the big danger is in uh, for uh, for gun owners here in California. So I, I know I've I've been through uh, some of your seminars, and you and I have talked uh, a lot. And I, I think you're doing a, a fantastic job with all that. Now, tell me this seminar that you're doing. I, I saw that you're doing Beyond Run, Hide and Fight. Uh, tell us a little bit about the seminar and and what, uh, what what's the catalyst? How come you're putting this on? Yeah, extremely excited about this. So um, I'm also the partner and director of strategic planning and training for a consulting company. It's DMB Consultants. Uh, we're San Diego-based, and we're an emergency management consulting firm. So we specialize in K-12 education and faith-based organizations. And we, we do everything from infrastructure assessments to threat assessments, policy and procedure review. Uh, and then, of course, um, active assailant, or as most people call it, active shooter training and response. Um, as a firearms instructor, I'm also a law enforcement instructor. So we have a very unique perspective and we have observed law enforcement both in their active shooter response training mm -hmm. as well in their, pretend, uh, in their presentation of Run, Hide, Fight, which is the um, government's um, active assailant uh, response program. And um, what we have found is that a lot of times in the presentation and uh, in the curriculum itself, there are some major gaps that actually end up creating more questions than answers, especially among teachers and those that work in education. Uh, so we identified some of those deficiencies and some of those challenges, and we've highlighted it in this uh, mm -hmm. seminar that we are we are providing. So if, if you're uh, on a school board or you, you run a private school or a, a church or a mosque or a synagogue, some kind of, you know, religious house or, or something like that, and you're worried about security, um, then they would contact uh, you, Morgan, and you do an analysis and make recommendations. Is that, that kind of the general idea? Yeah, absolutely. So it depends where they're at in the process. Um, it's a very systematic and data-driven process, meaning we don't go in there with the end state of we want to train your people. If you have those things in place, then we we will obviously highlight those things. Uh, but yeah, we, we look at their infrastructure. We look at their policies and procedures, see whether or not they complement each other. We look at their internal training and then in their response procedures to determine where there might be possible gaps or deficiencies, um, really for all hazards, but we, we uh, have an emphasis in active uh, Active shooter, sure, which is something, you know, more and more important. Did you guys see the footage or the story about the, I think it was a hotel in Nairobi, and there were three gunmen. Did you guys see this story? Mm, there yes. were three gunmen that shot this hotel up in, in Nairobi. 
one guy with an AR uh, went in there and saved a bunch of lives and uh, took these three gunmen out. Now, uh, he was an off-duty special operations uh, British military guy. Oh, he knows how to shoot. Yeah, but still, one guy, one determined trained guy was able to take care of that. Morgan, did you see any of that story? Yeah, I did. I did have an opportunity to read that. See, one of the problems, and this just isn't when I fight, but we have what's known as uh, lockdown is the primary response to an active shooter. And lockdown, if you examine the history, and the Alice Institute um, put out a great piece about this, um, lockdown was never meant for active shooter response. It was actually designed in the 80s as a response in the L.A. area to drive-by shootings. It's what's known as a reverse fire drill. Hmm. Um, and what happened is we it kind of morphed and got adopted into this active shooter all hazards approach. And I, I would argue, I would honestly argue that the lockdown response has contributed more to casualties in schools hmm. than access to firearms has. Well, lock is it lockdown kind of like putting your head under the desk for an atomic bomb? <laughs> It, you're 100% right. It actually has its roots in um, in Bert the Turtle, which is the duck and cover, hold yeah. yourself down. It's it's a um, it's a passive response, and really your survival is based on luck or the so-called mercy of someone that's already determined they're going to kill as many people as possible. Exactly. All right, buddy. Hey, well, thank you very much for taking time out of your day uh, for calling in. You got a website? Yes, absolutely. If you're looking for training, especially the San Diego CCW permit, our website's DefensiveTacticsAndFirearms.com. Um, if you have questions about uh, the emergency management consulting, the website is DMB, Delta Mike Bravo, Consultants.us. All right, buddy. Thanks a million. We sure appreciate it. Hey, folks, don't touch that dial. John Dillon with gun laws in California. He's in the wings. You won't want to miss it right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Gun Sports Radio right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Uh, Hey, how can you make your AR rifle legal and keep your features? Well, if you want your AR to have a pistol grip, telescoping stock, foregrip, and still have a detachable magazine, check out Cali Key. Whether you're buying a new AR or need to make your current AR compliant, Cali Key is cost-effective. Easy solution that will allow you to keep your AR compliant and future-proof your AR from all these horrible California gun laws. Keep your entire AR collection intact at the price you can afford with Cali Key. Check them out. Cali Key. That's CaliKey.com. K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Cute little story. I have a Trident. Guy walks in, pulls out his AR. Make it legal. That's great. Most people say <laughs> and that. And Juan goes over and picks up his Cali, picks up a Cali Key, and his, he took care of it. That's what we've right been saying, there. right? Oh, they, well, there's a whole menu now, but yeah, Cali Key's awesome. Oh, they're off the charts, folks. Hey, another one, too, that's really awesome. And by the way, we handpick all our advertisers. So do you or any of your family keep a taser, pepper spray, firearm, or other weapon for personal protection? Well, what are you going to do if you get pulled over and maybe the police officer decides he doesn't want to hear anything you have to say, arrest you, put you in jail? Who's going to pay the bond, Pay the bail? Who's, you know, who's going to pay for the lawyer? Well, for $10, actually less than $10 a month, you'll have peace of mind knowing a 24-hour hotline of legal representation is waiting for you where 
firearmslegal.com. That's firearmslegal.com. Second best $10 you'll ever spend. The first one is to San Diego County gun owners, but the second best <laughs> is to firearmslegal.com. Protect yourself. Lance did it. I did it. Mike did it. You can even call them at 469-310-9100, 469-310-9100. Well, John Dillon, being the father that he is, he puts father or fatherhood before radiohood, and we applaud him for that. He's a good man. So with that being said, we're going to go get lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great idea? Get a couple of, get a couple of brats from A couple Newskis. of br- Newskis. There you folks. Go. This is a great commercial for Newskis. How do you spell that? N-E-W-S-K-E. Dude, I'm telling you, folks, it's the best. If you're into sausages, and it looks like it's homemade, I mean, no fillers. Applewood smoke. So I'm a big Packer fan. I'm originally from Wisconsin. I brought Dave, for all the listeners, I brought Dave a Newskis brat. Uh, Man, with a little bit of sauerkraut. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not a big sauerkraut guy, per se. No, yeah. Dude, that just knocked it out of the park. I know. I know. know. My mouth is watering. New skis. (laughs) See, you, if you just I missed it. You you don't get to look like me without knowing where the good brats are. The good brats are. (laughs) Amen. Well, I don't know. Your wife eats them, and she looks pretty nice. She does. Yeah, so come on. It's not all bad. You just got to start walking more. That's all. So, since John isn't here... Well, I'll tell you, I went to uh, Guns and Moses this morning. Oh, did you at the Gun Range San Diego? Nice. You know, every I think it's every two months they host. Um, they asked me to come and, and give a talk on some of the laws that are coming up. So we talked about the fact that you know if you're an eighteen, nineteen, or twenty year old adult, you can no longer buy a firearm in California. Uh, we talked about uh, how they're expanding the gun violence restraining orders. And by the way, firearm. We didn't say a pistol. Right. We didn't say an AR. Right. No. We didn't say BB gun. We didn't say a shotgun. Yep. We said firearm, yep. pistol, rifle, shotgun, uh, of you know, long gun, short gun, any kind of firearm. You no. cannot buy it if you're an adult, eighteen, nineteen, or twenty. You cannot buy a firearm in the state of California anymore. Where's can the you give, Can you give one to them? Because we give them to the military. You know, I, I believe there are some exceptions uh, written in, so I think that they can receive them as a as a gift or like an inheritance. Oh, heck, I was joking, but that sort of thing. No, yeah, yeah. it's. But but if you're 19 and you need to go buy, how your, do they justify it with people in the military that are 18, 19 years old carrying uh, bigger weapons than you have? Yeah, it's ridiculous. They, I mean, they don't possess them. You know, really, what it is is it's a ban on on. Purchasing. Oh yeah, go ahead and mess that rifle up and see if you don't get court martialed. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and throw it off the back of your jeep and drive over it and laugh because you bent your rifle in half. Yeah, tell me it doesn't belong yeah, well, to you. They're definitely responsible for them. <laughs> Why well, not? It, it, it's they're getting sued. I think it's Firearms Policy Coalition. Or uh, uh, Firearms Policy Coalition or, or Cal Calguns Foundation are they're suing because it's a clear violation totally of, of uh, Our Second Amendment. Yeah, well, of, uh, it's age discrimination. Yes, I mean you're an adult. You're the you know in the age of majority, yeah, nineteen, twenty years old. Yeah. You should have all the rights afforded to you by the Constitution. Because we, as as a government, we make you do things when you join the military that you know. I mean, God, it's just it is, and you know, this it's another example too where you know, uh, you know. You hear the opposition talk about how the NRA and the gun lobby are are so uh, unreasonable, mm. but for year for decades, you know, an eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old hasn't been able to buy a handgun, but they have been able to buy a shotgun or a right. rifle, right. and everyone's just kind of said, "Well, okay, you know, we we're, we're reasonable, we're going to compromise." 
And then what happened? They went even further. Sure. Well, because you know? they knew they could. Right. And I mean, it's just, it's just, it's absolutely ludicrous. I mean, and, and I'll say it once. I'll say it every time we do the show. I don't want to hear any politician. I don't want to hear anybody in Sacramento say one thing about my guns or gun ownership until they come up with a comprehensive plan to take guns away from criminals. From criminals. You know, we posted a, uh, a meme on Orange County uh, gun owners, their Facebook page. That said exactly that, and and uh, like three and a half million views. But nobody responds. I mean, nobody from the government responds of to it. Not. Why would they? You know, it's like. But it resonates mm. with people. Well, it does resonate. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world because there's been a couple of mm. posts on Facebook where it shows a guy in a hoodie with sunglasses pointing a gun at you, saying, "You know, totally thrilled with all these California laws, right?" Because he doesn't have to abide by them. But and I and I did have so I gave a bunch of the bad news, you know, some of the things that are happening. They expanded the uh, what they call the red flag laws, which are the uh, uh, the uh, uh, gun uh, restraining orders. Mm-hmm. So now, not just a family member, but your coworker, your neighbor, you know, just about anybody can mm-hmm. initiate a uh, the road rage guy. Yeah, can uh, they can initiate a uh, a gun uh, a, the gun violence restraining order. Which is, of course, dangerous. They have no policies or procedures. I mean, it's, it's the wild, wild west. Nobody wants a dangerous person to have a firearm. Obviously. Well, of course We're not. Gonna that. But this procedure is so wildly unregulated. I mean, it's just absolutely uh, rife for uh, uh, abuse. And it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. Not with management that's in the, the state house right now. Oh, it's going to get, well. It, it, I don't know how much worse, but it's going to get worse. John and I, John Dillon. And I sat down with the city attorney at her invitation mm-hmm. uh, for for the city of San Diego and said, okay, let's talk about these gun violence restrictions. We went in with a wide open mind saying, all right, yeah, let's take a look at this. We want to make sure mm-hmm. that gun owners are protected. We want to make sure that violent, you know, bad people don't have firearms. So let's sit down and talk about it. And we asked, okay, you know, you gave us about a dozen examples of how you've used these gun violence restraining orders. Uh, but we went back and looked, and every single one of these people broke a law. And here's the the penal code of the law they broke, which means you know that an officer would go and arrest them. All their guns would be taken away. They'd have to go to court. Uh, you know, uh, they go through due process. So why would you need a gun violence restraining order? And she had no answer. And we said, okay, fine, you have no answer, but you know, at least let's take a look at the process and the procedures to make sure that these gun violence restraining orders aren't being abused, that there's some kind of protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the for, gun owner. Yeah, nothing. There is nothing in writing. And I said, okay, you know what? This meeting is ridiculous. You have something that, that is totally unregulated. You know, this policy and procedure totally unregulated. Doesn't, you know, no protection against the law for the law abiding. And there doesn't appear to be any functional purpose for this. So uh, it's not that we're against the we being San Diego County gun owners. It's not that we're against the idea of keeping you know guns away from dangerous people. But this gun violence restraining order is really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Well, if it went to court, I mean, if you were to challenge it, what do you think the chances would be? I, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I think that it uh, depends on the courts. And right now, I have no confidence in the courts. I, I think that um, it would have to challenge I, it. It, like generally, I'm not sure. How would it have we, to go all the way to the Supreme Court, you think? It'd probably have to, you know, yeah, but I, I think what would end up happening, what, what will end up happening is that it will be abused and that specific instance will, will be challenged and then it will be struck down. So the right. whole thing will continue to exist, 
but they're going to start to kind of box it in. Sure. Well, wait, you can have these gun violence restraining orders, but you can't do this with them. Right. And you can't do that with them. Well, and that will all come a bit, come about as they make errors by administering these these, these orders. And, and by error, exactly right. But by error, well, the way they're going to fix it, oh, well, we can't do that. We screwed that up. Okay, so let's modify that. Let's modify this. But the scary thing is errors means yeah, somebody's putting, gonna, putting good people in jail. That's what I said. Somebody's <laughs> going to go to jail over, oh, I, I am so sorry, Mike, that we put you in solitary confinement for yeah. two months. That was our yeah, error. My bad. Yeah, how about <laughs> we'll let you out, not to worry. And that's horrible. And it's, it's uh, you know, our justice system has always been, uh, you know, built on the foundation of, hey, it's better to let guilty people go than put one innocent. It's better to let 100 guilty people go than put one innocent person Without in jail. Without a doubt. And this gun violence restraining order is not a way. But, okay, so that's the bad news. I delivered the bad news to, to the uh, Guns and Moses folks. Um, but the good news is there's still a lot going on. We talk a lot about CCWs. That's a huge victory. That's good. But the other one is the county, um, you know, tried to ban shooting on public lands. And, you know, we fought and won. Right. Uh, they We went straight to the top, right to the Secretary of the Interior. Um, so everybody out there listening, if you've heard that the county banned shooting on federal land, um, that has gone away. That's done. The The federal government came in and said, forget it. You're not doing that. We actually contacted the Secretary of the Interior directly. Uh, he was a SEAL. Um, one of our members was a SEAL. They served together. He had his cell phone number. Uh, talked to him directly and said, hey, are you, did you know this is going on and do you support it? And he said, no, I didn't know this. Nobody in our department knew this was going on. Of course certainly not. Don't support it. So, boom, we won. You know, we won. So there are victories uh, happening, um, but unfortunately, you All know, right. it's, there's so much coming down the pike. You just got to keep uh, got to keep swinging. Well, this Dylan is, can't call in anymore. This is why we have John Dillon on no, the show No, we can't have time. him call in anymore. Oh. He never gives positive news. At least Michael <laughs> gave some positive news. Dylan never gives positive news. Well, he, John's way smarter than I am, so we got we to gotta have him, let him continue to call in. John is yeah. the guy for court. No, John's the best. I mean, I, I tell you, hopefully, folks, you never, ever, ever get into that situation. But if you do, you want an expert in your in your, uh, in your your corner, and that's John Dillon. CAfirearmslaw.com. CAfirearmslaw.com. Truly, I got to tell you, there are a lot of things I can't talk about on the radio, but I get phone calls. Really? All the time, weekly, from people, uh, uh, you know, regarding firearms oh, yeah, uh, I issues. Imagine. I send them to John. John takes it up. John does a great job. I can't give you specific information because, no. you know, but it happens all the time. John does a great job. He's the guy to go to. He's constantly, he's constantly yep. putting fires out because yeah. of, 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 yeah. Infernos. <laughs> Infernos. Trying to be polite. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, there is a whole lot more right here on Gun Sports Radio. FM 961 AM 1170, the answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. Gun Sports Radio, FM 961 AM 1170, the answer. Triton Gunsmithing. Need to take a run out there, folks. If it's been a while since you've been there, totally remodeled. And hey, especially if you're a hunter or you need uh, some uh, gunsmithing work done. Trying gunsmithing is where we recommend you go. 858-577-0576. That's tridentgunsmithing.com. Your connection for gun repairs, upgrading, and a whole lot more. Hey, how can you make your AR rifle legal and keep your features? And if you want your AR to have a pistol grip, telescoping stock, 
sport grip and still have a detachable magazine, check out Cali Key. Whether you're buying a new AR or need to have yours, current AR compliant, Cali Key is a cost-effective, easy solution that will allow you to keep your AR compliant and future-proof. Your AR from all these horrible California laws. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. That's CaliKey.com, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Okie dokie. Well, right now, let's see. We've got our good buddy Casey on the line from The Gun Range San Diego, located at 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. Open 10 to 10, seven days a week. TheGunRangeSanDiego.com is the best place to go. Find out what's going on, whether it's a gun sale, ammo sale, special training, uh, check out the library of guns that changes constantly. And every once in a while, they have special deals on guns they sell out of the range. So if you're looking for a inexpensive way to get into gun ownership, the Gun Range San Diego can answer all your questions. Right now, we got Casey on the line, and he's going to chat with us a little bit about the difference between precision and accuracy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go on, Casey. Going, guys? How you doing, buddy? Oh, you know, living the dream over here. There you go. Keeping busy. You know, rain brings in a lot of people shooting and stuff. So we see a whole lot of new shooters coming in. We get to explain to them the differences of accuracy and precision and how they correspond. So easiest way to break down what accuracy would be, so you have your target out there. Imagine it's a nice circle, and you got ten shots in it, but they're in the circle but spread around. Now, that's accuracy. you got all your rounds in the bullseye but they're not a nice tight group. The opposite side of that is precision. Same target, but you stack five rounds inside of that one ragged hole. That's your precision. Now, how it goes together with this, you can have good precision. Say you got your bullseye out there, you stack five shots in one single hole, but it's two inches left and outside of the bullseye, you have good precision, but really bad accuracy. And that's something you have to correct. Usually, if you're using an optic, you're going to be doing, you know, windage elevation and how it corresponds with that, moving it back over, doing another group, and then you're going to have correct accuracy, correct precision. The opposite side of that spectrum is you're going to have good accuracy. You've got a nice, good, you know, bullseye in there, 10 rounds in it. Still looks like you hit it with a shotgun. All your bullets are still in it, but you don't have that nice, tight grouping that you're looking for. So that's good accuracy with terrible precision. And I don't want to say terrible in a bad way, but it's just something to work on. So when we have new shooters on there, you know, we'll say, hey, put a couple rounds in the head. We're watching it. Okay, you know, you've got to spread out there, so let's adjust your grip, adjust your trigger, and we're going to watch you again and just make sure you get that good precision on the money. And it's a big thing that a lot of people don't pay attention to that is, yeah, you know, you put all the bullets in the bullseye, but is it really all in the same point of aim? Is it really all in the same spot that you're trying to get it, or are you just like, Eh, I'm content that I made all of them in the general vicinity of where I was aiming. So, Casey, what are some of the things that you look for in a shooter to help them correct those two deficiencies? So the first deficiency that I look for is their trigger finger, where their finger is on the trigger itself. So if you're looking at your finger, you got that. uh, I'm looking at my right finger right now, your index finger, and it's broken up in three sections. The very tip of your finger, you want to put the trigger between the tip of your finger and the next little crease in that knuckle. If you have it dead center in there, what it's going to do is when you pull the trigger back, it's going to come back as close to a 90 degrees as you can get. When you're doing that, you got to make sure it's a slow, steady squeeze and you're not anticipating the recoil because that's what we see a lot. What about holding your your breath? 
What about hold? They always hold say in breath? the cowboy yeah. movies to hold your breath. So <laughs> that's what I see. That, if you're holding your if you're holding your breath the entire time, you're actually suffocating. You know, you're suffocating. You're going to start trembling and stuff. So what it is is that respiratory pause. So when you exhale, you have that split. It's about a second long where your heart is actually going to stop, and it's that calmest, relaxest time. But uh, so that's when you want to shoot your shot off is when you get that nice respiratory pause, which will just be <sighs> exhale, boom, crack, breathe. And that's, that's more for, you know, long-distance precision stuff like that, which is also a good rule of thumb to have on the range. But if you're sitting there trying to suffocate while you're shooting a pistol at five yards, uh, it's really not that big of an issue. So when you're watching a shooter, what about if you see a guy or a girl that has a habit of closing their eyes as they shoot? Right. So, yeah, when it comes to new shooters, we see that a lot is they're anticipating that recoil, and they're like, oh, God, here it comes. It's scary. Close eyes, bang. And then they'll shoot the ceiling or shoot the floor. I'm like, relax. It's a firearm. It's not here to hurt you. It's a piece of metal that you're in control of. Keep your eyes open. That way you can actually see where the bullet's going. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I can't sit there and, you know, keep their eyes open and force them to do it. But if they just keep doing that, I'm just going to keep standing there. You keep your eyes closed. If you can't keep your eyes open while you're shooting, I can't let you shoot. Because, one, that's very, very dangerous. Right. But you see it all the time on new shooters. All the time. <laughs> all the time. They'll, yeah. You know, when it comes to their first times, they'll have that anticipation and the flinch when they shoot. So what they're doing is they're like, okay, here it comes the recoil. I'm going to close my eyes and just slam that trigger. And, oh, now where did it shoot? Oh, good. I shot a foot below where I was aiming. Yeah. And, how many times, we'll them, you know. and how many times you correct them and they turn to talk to you and they've got their gun in their hand? <laughs> Every day. That's just... Every day. My, my record so far is seven in one day. <sighs> Not necessarily by the same person, but... The big one is, you know, with a lot of pistols, especially some automatic ones, if you don't have a tight grip on it, the action can't work correctly, and they'll get a jam or a stovepipe yeah. or something along those lines. Yeah. And, you know, I'll be walking up and down the lane, and they'll turn around, and I'll be looking down the barrel of a Glock, oh. and they're like, my gun's jammed. Like, Duh. please, please, just point it down range, set it down. Yeah. You know, you can wave at me, and I'll come right over. But if you walk up to me with a gun pointed at me saying it's jammed, like, I think that's don't, that. don't you agree it takes a special gun range to be able to handle brand new customers because there's some gun ranges that just do not see a new customer yeah. justifiably so yeah. after those exactly. few stories so it takes a special group of of people and that's what gun ranges is, is put on their staff are people I don't know you either have really good reflexes so you can you know mm-hmm. bob and weave but but don't you think it takes a special individual to be able to train a first-time shooter? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot of patience, and yeah. it's actually having to understand. It's, it's patience. Like, you can know a decent amount of firearms and stuff, but if you don't have good people skills right. and you don't know how to convey it to them that they will listen, you know, it's a thinking shit. Right. You have to be able to correlate it to it and explain to them in a light, meaningful manner. Like, we're not going to sit there and just yell at people and right. berate them and stuff unless it's necessary and we have to remove them from the range. But if they make that first mistake, we're like, hey, you just made a mistake. This is why it's bad. And we'll explain to them. They'll be, they'll understand. They'll be, they won't do it again. Right. But if you're just sitting there hounding on people day in, day out, mm-hmm. we as people, we don't react well to it. And we're just going to get angry and then we're just not going to give a darn. Right. And there's nothing worse so to do that when somebody has a weapon in their hand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's one of our biggest rules in here is aggression. If we're correcting somebody, they instantly get aggression. We remove them from the range just as is Yeah. because there's no 
There's no, gun range is not a place to have any sort of aggression. No. And that even if they're sense. talking back to us or anything and I get angry, we're just, nah, man, come back another day because you're not going to have loaded weapons and be in a bad mood. Right. It's just not good mixture. Do you ever have shooters on the range that get into it, get into it a little bit with each other and you have to control that? Yeah, yeah. It gets, um, every once in a while, you know, you have somebody that comes in that's just, they're just not a nice person and they're going to, if they're having a bad day, they're going to try and ruin everybody else's day because that's just how they are. So you guys do control that type of insanity. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. With our range officer, especially in there on the weekends, it is busy. So we'll have like three or four guys in there. If anybody's causing a disturbance like that, or if anybody is making anybody else uncomfortable, we will address it and we'll talk to them. We'll just be like, Hey man, yeah, the way you're acting right now, the way you're doing, et cetera, et cetera. We'll give them the reasons. We're like, we just cannot have that here. Mm-hmm. We cannot. So we're going to ask you to leave, come back another day when you're in a better mood because it's just not fair to everybody else in there. You're not the only one in there shooting. And if you're having a bad day and you're going to try and ruin my day, right. I'm going to be pissed. You know, that's probably not a positive thing to talk about, but I think it's something that needed to be addressed because a lot of people that go to a gun range are kind of, well, most likely first time they're one, they're already afraid mm-hmm. of the weapon. And now they're going to go exactly. into a building with a bunch of strangers and shoot. So, you know, I can see exactly. I so can it, see. it is a high tension area. It is. And that's why we try to keep it as friendly and as cordial as we can. Mm. So when it comes up to instances like uh, people are being aggressive or anything, we remove them from the range right away right. because it's just not the place to do it. You know, especially the rental range, you have new shooters in there. Mm. We don't want to give that bad taste in their mouth on their first time. No. You know, we want friends, we want allies that are going to help us get these gun laws turned around and going to support the gun industry. We don't want to make enemies with it. Well, anywhere you go where, where people gather, you know, Walmart <laughs> or anywhere you go, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a little more, more, you know, things get a little more tense. But I got to tell you, I've been to your range a, a, a number of times. I've never had any kind of bad experience. So right. you guys mm-hmm. do a, must do a fantastic job. Um, but I don't think it's anything specific to a gun range. It, it, you know, like I said, any, anywhere, you know, movie theaters, you know, grocery yeah. stores, yeah. Walmart, whatever. You know, anytime there's But it's much worse proximity. when the, the other person has a gun in their hands. Well, but exactly. I, no, and that's, but you guys do a great job because I've never had a bad right. experience. Have you ever seen anything, Lance? And Every time that. I go in, the, the range safety officers uh, greet people as they come in, right. and they find out if they're a first-time shooter or not, and then instruct them accordingly, and I think they do a, a fabulous job Well, the that. range people are involved in and the And they in stay the on top of them and keep yeah. an eye on them, and so uh, it's terrific. Right. Yep. Yep. Even Back when I go with Lance, absolutely. I have a good experience. He doesn't I know. Well, he's been thrown out lots of he times. <laughs> well, it's just because you think that's because you can't park. So you just <laughs> park in this and say, this is my spot, right? But I can't shoot. You can't shoot. No <laughs> ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yep. Hey, any specials going on uh, this week or this month? Yeah, we actually do. Um, so we took a bunch of our firearms. We were checking all the back. We found a whole slew of firearms that have just been sitting back there. So what? we have a whole new cleared section that. We just need to get rid of these guns, so we have them at dealer cost. So we got Remington 870s. We got a couple of Mossbergs in there. We got a bunch of bolt actions, a bunch of 22s. Wow. They're all marked at dealer cost. So I have an 870 tactical going for like 549. Whoa. Holy moly. That's a fun The gun. other, that our is. biggest one, Shotgun. our biggest one we have going on right now, and we're posting a video on our social media, is our Springfield TRP series, which is their tactical response pistol. They're very, very nice boys. Lance so we have one. a bunch of them in the back that are the, yeah. So we're doing the uh, the non-railed ones. We're awesome. dropping them to 1350. That's good. From I, I saw that this morning when I was there for Guns N' Moses. I saw that advertisement. Come on. I was, it was, it was hard yeah. to leave. Oh, huh? Just drooling. <laughs> so we got some, we got TRPs. We got, uh, I think we have like five or six of them in stock right now. So, you know, as long as supplies last, 
that's the price we're doing them at. Wow. That's perfect. So that's a non-rail one, right? That's a non-rail. Yep. yep. That's we cool. have uh, we have one or two in stainless, and the rest are the black. And they come. We have a fancier one that has two grips on it, and whatnot. So, Jeez. yeah, just wait for our social media. I'm about to post our video right after this, so you guys can see what it can do. All oh, right, good. buddy. Hey, thanks a lot. That's Gun Range no San problem, Diego, guys. folks. To make sure you take a rundown, the Gun Range San Diego, ten to ten, seven days a week. Go say hi to Casey. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is FM 96.1 AM 1170. Yeah, Folks, hey, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio. I'm Dave. He's Lance. We even got Mike in the house. FM 961-1170. We are the answer. Hey, do you or any of your family keep a taser, pepper spray, firearm, or other weapon for personal protection? Do you have or are you going to get a CCW? Uh, if you are involved in an incident, what are you going to do if you get arrested? Well, guess what? For a little less than $10 a month, Firearms Legal Protection will take care of your whole family 24-7. That's Firearm Legal Protection at www.firearmslegal.com. That's firearmslegal.com, or you can call them at 844-357-9400. Don't go without a $10 protection. It'll take care of your whole family. Man. All right. Hey, we got Stump My Nephew, Sam the Gunman. We also got Lance Reeder on the line. But we're going to chat with Sam first. Sam, how are you today? Hello. How you doing, bud? Good. How are you? Hey, we're going to leave you on for this whole 15-minute segment. Uh, we're going to have we're going to try to stump you first. But the event that uh, we're trying to get you to come to is Lance Reader's. So you're more than welcome to stay on the line, listen to his interview. And if you have any questions for him, feel free to jump right in. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. All right here we go. Here comes the stump master. Uh, this is from uh, National City. Francine from National City uh, wrote in, and it's a it's a it's a quick one. Um, she wants to know if you know uh, what gun is nicknamed the Chicago typewriter. What? Francine from National City, thanks for sending in the question. Uh, the Chicago typewriter is a nickname applied to the famous Thompson submachine gun. Um, for its role in the gang wars in Chicago in the 20s and 30s. Was the the typewriter analogy tat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat? Yeah. Um, the, uh, the actual rate of fire on the Thompsons they had at the time was much higher, um, even being called uncontrollable by, by many who used it. <laughs> so later models had a reduced rate of fire. Okay, but that's where the typewriter analogy came up, that... You know, the ta- yeah, that's ta- where it's from. That's exactly right. Also called the Tommy Gun, yeah. the Annihilator, the uh, Chicago Piano, Chicago Style, Chicago Organ Grinder, the Trench Broom, Trench Sweeper, and the Chopper. My goodness! And I those think. were available for purchase at like a at a Sears. Yeah, you could you could buy them at a Sears at the words. time Back. until the NFA passed in 1934. Uh, you still be you buy like semi autos now, but back in the 90s, the very first firearm I ever shot was a Thompson submachine gun. Really? And you there. don't have one? No, I don't have one. You don't have one? <laughs> I don't have one. Lance has got one. No, I don't have one. You don't but, have one? I don't have one. But you maybe want? Lance Reeder has one. He lives in Texas. Lance Reeder, you got a Thompson's machine gun? Lance. Absolutely. Yeah, I knew you'd have it. How you doing, bud? <laughs> You're doing great. I'm joking. I don't have one. Uh, Those are grossly expensive. Uh, Fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. Accident. 
Say what? What was that, Sam? Exactly. Voting accident. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so, Lance, talk about your event coming up. We're going to try to get uh, Sam, the, uh, the gunman, to come out and experience your three-day? Four-day. Four-day. Uh, Tell us about it. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me on, Dave. And um, it's, it's good to see uh, that Michael and Lance are in the house because uh, they come out to the charity event and support us every year. But yep. um, it, uh, it's coming up March 15th, and it's a it's a two-day, three-day, or four-day um, handgun-slash-rifle course, meaning you can, uh, you can stay for a minimum of two days, you can stay for three, or the full course is four days. Almost everybody stays for the four days. But if somebody wants to dip their toes in the water and they think that four days sounds a little daunting, they can come out for two days if they'd like. Um, they can choose handgun or rifle. Um, to study, and uh, the handgun course is a concealed handgun course, so all the shooting is from a holster, from a concealed holster, and um, and the rifle course is a semi-automatic battle rifle, meaning AR-15, AK-47, that that type of rifle. And uh, but this is our sixth annual, and it's coming up very soon. People only have five weeks left to get enrolled because everybody has to be enrolled three weeks prior to the event Already. because of all the administrative stuff that needs to be done in that last three weeks and um but we're real excited we raised over uh well actually i can tell you exactly we raised thirty six thousand eight hundred and fourteen dollars this spring for leukemia and lymphoma and the event just gets bigger and bigger every year wow that is huge hey so let's say my schedule's tight so i only go for two days i go out there Uh and then all of a sudden i fall madly in love with it and i want to stay for four days can i extend it no, um, no, you can't. Because okay. Due to staff, due to staffing, um, they, they can't have the flexibility. And in fact, that's why everybody has to be enrolled weeks in advance. Right. Is this is such a large facility that they have to have the staffing. They can't just kind of, oh shoot, you know, we got a hundred people that decided to stay for one extra day, you know, and right. and so, you know, and well, you know, nobody ever work. asks that question at the event, right? <laughs> nobody ever says. No, that. of course not. No. Well, I, so, I definitely. Uh, I encourage you to be accurate, but I will say that if you sign up for the four day and then decide you're not able to make it and can only show up for the two days, you know, that you're good to go. Well, I, Lance came <laughs> yeah. out. Lance yeah. came out with a great idea. Sign up for the four day, yeah. and then if you can't make it, you know, if you can't stay for four, yeah. you didn't lose anything. <clears throat> there you go. Absolutely, yeah. Just like Michael said, it, there's no harm, no foul in signing up for uh, for four days, and then you know after uh, after three days, it's like, oh, you know, I really need to get back to my kids, or you know, uh, uh, whatever the issue may be. Uh, um, there's no no harm, no foul in that. So, Absolutely. how many people do you have signed up so far, Lance? Yeah. Do you think? Uh, I think we've got. I think we've got just over 200 people signed up. Congratulations. We had 260, yeah, we had 265 last year, and so it, it gets bigger every year. So we're guessing, you know, it's always an estimate, but we're guessing we'll have between 265 and 300 total yeah. signed up this year. So, and um, only so, five, five weeks left in roll. So for Lance, for, uh, uh, for Sam's benefit, kind of give, you've got mm-hmm. about five minutes, kind of give a rundown of what he will expect when he comes to the four-day. Okay. Um, well, to let you know, this is the largest and the most professional civilian firearms school in the country. People fly in from all over the country. 
Um, like I said, 550 acres. They train every weekend about 800 to 1,000 students. Another three to 400 students during their midweek courses. So you know they're they're training you know 13 to 1,500 students a week, 5,000 students a month. There's not another firearm school in the country that trains 5,000 students in a year. They train 5,000 every month. Their lecture hall alone is a 600 seat lecture hall. This is just an amazing facility. But people will, what they're going to learn, they're going to learn how to draw their firearm from a concealed holster and get two shots off in the thoracic cavity in 1.7 seconds. Wow. They're going to learn to draw their uh, their weapon from a concealed holster and get a designated headshot in a 3 by 4 inch head box in 1.9 seconds from concealment. They're going to learn how to do tactical reloads and emergency reloads and the difference between the two. They're going to learn how to clear a type one, type two, type three malfunction clearance, tactically get back in the gunfight because guns do jam. In fact, this charity event will teach the students how to clear a type one malfunction in 1.4 seconds and you're back in the fight. We learn how to do hostage rescue shots. It will teach people how to breach doors and clear rooms, avoid the fatal funnels, clear your blind spots and keep moving from room to room because sometimes you know, the wolf comes to the door. Sometimes, you know, you got meth heads crawling through your kitchen window at three o'clock in the morning. And this charity event teaches you how do you go through your house tactically, take out the bad guys, keep yourself protected. Now, there's also lectures involved. Uh, two or three hours of the day are in the lecture hall learning about the moral, legal, and ethical ramifications of using lethal force. Um, uh, lectures on if you do use lethal force and you have to call 911, what do you tell them? What do you not tell them? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things people never think about ahead of time. You know, um, if they, you know, a lot of people have a concealed weapons permit, but they never think about what do I do if I actually do have to fire my my weapon to defend myself. And so, just tons and tons of information in this charity event. So, let me ask you this, Lance: Do you uh, do you provide the firearm, or do do the people have to bring their own? Great question. Either way, uh, people that have their own firearms, bring it out. That way they can train with their own weapon. But a lot of people will come out and they'll bring a family member or a friend, a roommate, um, a child that doesn't have a firearm. And there's a pro shop there at the school that provides everything. Very reasonable cost. They'll provide the, the firearm, the holster, double mag pouch, extra magazines, and you can buy ammo right there on site. Uh, they make it about as easy as, as as can be for for the person who owns their own gun or the person that uh, is a beginner and doesn't have one. Or maybe they're flying across the country and they simply don't want to go through the hassle well, of bringing their firearm. The reason so I brought it up is if we shop. yeah, if we bring Sam out, he's on the he's on the East Coast. Right, Sam? You uh-huh. wouldn't want to have to haul all your weapons out, right? <clears throat> yeah, especially considering I'm, uh, I don't own a pistol. I'm not 21. Uh, yeah, we're, we're getting them squared away. Yeah, we're, we're getting them. We're yeah. getting them. He'll be armed. Any any questions, Sam, for uh, Lance? Uh, no, you asked all the good questions. Yeah, you know, you know the old saying: uh, 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 amateurs study tactics, and professionals study um, logistics. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the big difference with with uh, uh, with front sight. Is you know they don't just teach you to hit the bullseye. Anybody can go hit a bullseye, piece of paper, right. ten feet in front of you. But the, but the running of the of the firearm, you know, being able to clear malfunctions, oh, reload, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then those lectures, I was really impressed by those lectures. The lectures that talk about the ethics of lethal force sure. and the legalities of lethal force, that's the big difference between yeah. somebody that really knows what they're doing. All right, Lance. So you only got a few few days left, a few weeks left. How do people go and sign up? 
Yeah, five weeks left. Um, and because we're eight weeks out, about eight weeks out, and uh, so five weeks left. Uh, all the information, the when, where, how, why, uh, registration form, everything's on our website at www.charitycourse.gives. So it's not .com. It's charitycourse.gives. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot, Sam. Thanks for hanging in. We appreciate it. Now go shovel the driveway. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, we're going to take a break. You've been listening to Gun Sports Radio. Make sure you go to all our sponsors, San Diego County Gun Owners, the Gun Range San Diego, John Dillon, CAFirearmsLaw.com, FirearmsLegal.com, Trident Gunsmithing, and last but not least, Cali Key. Be safe, folks. Keep your Second Amendment rights and tune in every Sunday. Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network.